Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And now Nintendo's getting in on the union busting. <laughs> For August 12th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we'll run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, Microsoft has an epic clapback about Sony's exclusivity concerns. HBO's The Last of Us have added two more cast members, and we'll check out the most important stories in gaming from this past week with the Friday Replay. For the second time this year, the National Labor Relations Board has received yet another complaint against Nintendo. And similar to the first complaint filed in April, this one alleges more union-busting behavior from Nintendo and their contracting firm Aston Carter. Claiming that Nintendo and Aston Carter have established, quote, coercive rules that retaliate, terminate, or discipline workers for discussing working conditions. Though that's all the information given in the publicly available complaint. And sadly, we have to wait for the NLRB to finish investigating Nintendo and Aston Carter to see what comes of these complaints. There are a couple of ways that this can pan out. First, the NLRB can find nothing and nothing would happen to Nintendo or Aston Carter. The second way this plays out is if the NLRB finds enough evidence to support either charge from the two complaints, which could lead to hearings and potential settlements for the claimants. Though these NLRB investigations into Nintendo could ultimately lead to Nintendo's contract workers unionizing, which personally I think would be the best case scenario for Nintendo's contract workers. To follow up on the Brazilian Administrative Council for Economic Defense, or CADE's report on Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, in their response to CADE, 
Microsoft has clapped back against Sony's claims, saying, quote, Considering that exclusivity strategies have been at the core of Sony's strategy to strengthen its presence in the games industry, and that Sony is a leader in the distribution of digital games, Sony's concern with possible exclusivity of Activision's content is incoherent to say the least. Microsoft then claims Sony is paying developers to not publish on Xbox Game Pass, saying, quote, Indeed, Microsoft's ability to continue expanding Game Pass has been obstructed by Sony's desire to inhibit such growth. Sony pays for, quote, blocking rights to prevent developers from adding content to Game Pass and other competing subscription services. Microsoft also claims that Sony doesn't want a subscription service to, quote, threaten its dominance in the digital distribution market for console games. In other words, Sony rails against the introduction of new monetization models capable of challenging its business model. While I still have my doubts Cade's report will have any effect on Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, it's kind of funny to see two multi-billion dollar companies slap fight through a government regulator. In an IGN exclusive yesterday, HBO revealed the casting of Henry and Sam in the upcoming The Last of Us HBO series. In the game, Henry and Sam are two brothers who worked with Joel and Ellie in one of The Last of Us's most famous storylines. The older brother Henry will be played by Lamar Johnson. Johnson most recently played Kofi Jones in Showtime's Your Honor alongside Brian Cranston, a series that aggravated my anxiety so much I watched two episodes and never came back. The younger brother Sam will be played by deaf actor Kevon Woodward. Woodward doesn't have any acting credits under his belt due to this being his first casting. HBO also revealed two characters being added to the Last of Us HBO series, Marlon and Florence, who are described as, quote, a married couple surviving alongside in the wilderness of post-apocalyptic Wyoming. The husband Marlon will be played by actor Graham Greene, and the wife Florence will be played by Elaine Miles. Overall, the Last of Us HBO series cast is looking really solid. This series really caught my attention because Chernobyl's writer Craig Mazin is also the head writer for the Last of Us HBO series. So I'm looking forward to what this cast can do with Mazin's incredible storytelling. It's Friday, and this is normally where we would check out a review from iTunes or Audible. But unfortunately, we don't have any new reviews to read. So if you would, go and leave us a review either at Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever you want to call it, or Audible, and we'll read it here on the show. All right, being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Continuing on with more financial reports, Square Enix also released their quarter one financial earnings, showing a 15% decrease in sales year over year, hitting $533 million in net sales profiting $136 million. Though these numbers do not reflect the sale of Square Enix's Western Studios to Embracer Group. Square Enix did disclose that they'd provide a consolidated financial report when the sale is finalized. Looking at the three divisions at Square Enix, HD Games, MMO, and Mobile, HD Games is Square Enix's lowest earner at $89 million, a decrease of 52.2% year-over-year. This is attributed to the lack of game releases from the HD game division, like a new mainline Final Fantasy or a new IP like Outriders. Mobile is Square Enix's highest earner at $202 million, a decrease of 17% year-over-year. The mobile division had only one release, the free-to-play Echoes of Mana, though previous mobile titles are making up the bulk of earnings. The MMO division is the middle earner for Square Enix, but are the only ones showing real growth. Earning $104 million in revenue, a 20.7% increase year-over-year. And interestingly, this growth is mostly due to subscriptions for Final Fantasy XIV, with Square Enix revealing that Final Fantasy XIV only sold 4.28 million units in quarter one, down 57% year-over-year. Which is interesting to see that Final Fantasy XIV is holding on to so many subscribers post Endwalker launch. I have to wonder, though, if the lack of releases in quarter one is attributing to more people returning to Final Fantasy XIV, or if Final Fantasy XIV is actually holding on to the World of Warcraft refugees. Last month, researcher Leon Y. Zhao published the scientific paper Breaking Ban, Belgium's Ineffective Gambling Law Regulation of Video Game Loot Boxes. Zhao claims, quote, paid loot boxes remain widely available amongst the 100 highest-grossing iPhone games in Belgium. 82% continued to generate revenue through a randomized monetization method, as did 80.2% of games rated suitable for young people aged 12 and up. The Belgian ban on loot boxes has not been effectively enforced. Zhao continues to break down the consequence of Belgium not enforcing the loot box ban, saying that laws without negative consequence leave consumers, parents, and lawmakers with a false sense of security. Zhao concludes his paper with, quote, The complete elimination of the loot box mechanic from a country is not practically achievable. Belgium should reevaluate its regulatory position. A blanket ban approach to loot box regulation cannot be recommended to other 
other countries. Other less restrictive approaches to loot box regulation should be considered. While I agree a total elimination of loot boxes is not practical, I have to disagree with Zhao that a blanket ban cannot work, especially when Zhao's paper shows that Belgium hasn't even really tried to enforce their loot box laws. However, Belgium's loot box legislation is just being ignored by the wider gaming market. It makes sense why the U.S. and other countries haven't followed in the Netherlands and Belgium's footsteps in passing similar loot box laws, because these loot box laws are more like political pageantry than they are game industry regulations. Unfortunately, it seems that 2022 hasn't finished shedding releases. Embark Studios' free-to-play third-person shooter Ark Raiders was set to release sometime in 2022, but earlier this week was delayed until 2023. Embark Studio issued a statement on Twitter saying, quote, We've made the decision to delay Ark Raiders to 2023. Ark Raiders is an ambitious game, and we will be using this extra time to expand the experience and allow it to reach its fullest potential. We will be diving into more details as soon as we start to test the game more extensively with players. The excitement around Ark Raiders since its reveal has been so encouraging for us, we truly appreciate your support. The other major delay is Firaxis Games' Marvel XCOM clone Midnight Suns, which was originally slated for a March 2022 release, but was delayed until the second half of 2022. And now it seems Midnight Suns is delayed till the first part of 2023. With Firaxis saying on Twitter, quote, After discussion with the team, we've made the decision to move back the launch timing of Marvel's Midnight Suns to ensure we are delivering the best possible experience for our fans. We will launch later this fiscal year on PC, Xbox Series X and S, and PlayStation 5. The fiscal year ends in March 2023, so we can hopefully expect Midnight Suns around then, barring any other delays. While delays always suck, I would rather a game developer take the time they need to polish a game instead of forcing overtime and crunch to deliver a broken game that takes years to patch. Last Friday, outspoken trans streamer Keffels was the victim of a transphobic swatting. Keffels released a video on YouTube titled, quote, My life is in danger, I need your help where she details that she was arrested after a fraudulent email was sent to every city councillor in London, Ontario, which claimed that Keffels was planning on harming her family and members of the London Parliament. The email contained Keffels' dead name, which was also used by the Canadian police while they were arresting her. Canadian police also booked Keffels under her dead name, which hasn't been her legal name for over 10 years. Despite being released from custody, Canadian police are still investigating Keffels for the fraudulent emails. Canadian police seized Keffels' computers and two phones, along with her fiancé's laptop, phone, and external hard drives that contain her PhD thesis. Canadian police are not releasing these items till all of the items have been analyzed by digital forensics, which could take months to finish putting Keffels and her fiancé's livelihood in jeopardy. 
Canadian police also failed Keffels a week prior when similar emails were sent to another city. When Keffels talked to Canadian police then, she asked to be put on the swatting list so they don't break down her door and potentially kill her. Keffel's brother even tried to contact police to warn them that her address had been leaked online and was likely going to be used in this fashion. And all the pigs did was sit there and say that a crime wasn't being committed, so there was nothing that they could do. Keffel's finishes her video with a request for help through GoFundMe to help her raise funds to move from her doxed address to replace the stolen technology and to set up a legal fund to help prevent this from happening again. So I'm going to encourage everyone who can donate to Keffel's GoFundMe. A link will be in today's show description. In an update to our final story, Keffels has had her property returned to her and the police chief for the London, Ontario police has issued an apology. I would read the full statement, but I don't like putting propaganda out into the world. If you want more information, you can find Keffels streaming once again over at twitch.tv slash K-E-F-F-A-L-S. All of us here at Let's Play hope Keffels recovers quickly from this traumatizing experience. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. And don't forget to check out my weekly segment on WDET's Culture Shift. A link will be in today's show description. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.